if you follow your heart, if you think with your heart forward and open, that you'll know what to do. You'll, you'll know what's right. And, and if you take into consideration those people around you or within your sphere that your choices are going to impact and how it's going to impact you, then that's going to guide you well also. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am back with another wonderfully inspiring episode. This conversation that we are about to embark on really is going to be looking at the idea of courage and the choices that we are making in our lives and that superhero that lives within and, and doing the, the things that are quote unquote right or best um, for our lives. And without even knowing what this conversation is going to be exactly, I, I already know, I can already feel and see this conversation being a gift not only to me, not only to my guests, but to every single one of you listening. And that is why I do this show, trusting that everything that is said and shared and expressed during this time is for the highest good of all and is here to inspire each and every one of us. So thank you for tuning in um, and, and thank you for being open to receive whatever it is that you are here to receive. And joining me today is Donna Sager-Cowan, the creator of the Superhero School series, to share her inspiring story, the release of her all-new children's book, With the Courage of a Mouse, and most importantly, a friendly reminder for us all to connect with our courage, help us meet challenges head-on, and remember there is a superhero inside each of us that lies within. As the youngest child in a large family, Donna felt lost in the crowd. She entertained herself by making up stories and friends to play with. By age five, Donna had taught herself to read and that began her imaginative journey to dreamy castles of princes and fairy godmothers. Donna is a grandmother, random fact finder, and encourager. And yes, she believes she's a superhero. She resides in California with her family and four cats. So Donna, welcome to, sh to the show and thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I am very excited to be here and talk to you about all things that um, inspire me. Wonderful. And that is what we're here for because I believe that what inspires each of us then gets expressed into the world and can then serve as an inspiration for others. So this is gonna be fantastic. Now, uh, again, we, we mentioned, and we'll make sure that you listening have ways to find Donna and get a copy of her book and all those good things in the show notes and by the end of the show. Uh, but there was something that was said in your book here, and I, I love it. It's, it's a little sound bite that choices make heroes, not powers. And I love that because I think to me that points to this idea that, um, you know, we have a choice as to what we believe to be true. Um, not, I mean, maybe about ourselves, about the world, and also we have the choice of what actions we take as a result of those beliefs, um, or what Don Miguel Ruiz would call agreements. And for those who are new to the show, Donna, being new to the show and those listening, I like to start every one of my episodes by reading a passage or a quote from a book that has been on my path. It served as an inspiration for me on my own journey, and I will use that passage as a way to jumpstart our conversation together with Donna. And this 
quote that I found comes from Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. So again, these agreements are things that we have made to ourselves in our lifetime. And the passage that I think is so beautifully complementary of what, uh, what Donna has, um, is sharing in her own life and through her children's books and beyond, I think this ties nicely with that. So the passage is this. The most important agreements are the ones you made with yourself. In these agreements, you say, this is what I am. This is what I believe. I can do certain things and some things I cannot do. This is reality. That is fantasy. This is possible. That is impossible. If you want to live a life of joy and fulfillment, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that are fear-based and claim your personal power. So with this quote or this passage talking about the, the, the most important agreements are the ones that we've made with ourselves about who we think we are, what's possible, what's not possible. And it takes courage to then face or break those agreements. Donna, what does this quote bring up for you or remind you of, or what would you like to say about this passage? Well, first of all, it's a very beautiful passage and it does kind of cut to the heart of what we we all fear and what limits us in our lives. And, um, you know, I've talked about this in several different directions. It's like, you know, a lot of times we are waiting for permission from, from others to um, go after our dreams or go after what we think is not exactly in front of our pathway um you know but ultimately courage in choosing to do the right thing or choosing the the best option is is usually about honor and it's about trust and it's about you know mutual respect of the people around us it's like we do it on a daily basis we just don't realize it and it's i think um, in finding your courage, you have to understand that you do use it every day. You just don't realize it. Um, you know, there are the simple things that, you know, for a sick person or elderly person, their courage may be just getting out of bed and going and doing something that day. Um, you know, for a mother, you know, that has children, you know, needing her attention all the time, having the courage to take a few minutes of self-care requires a lot of courage. Um, for us, you know, it's like we we obey regular laws. You know, we yield to pedestrians when we're driving. You know, we, we pay attention to the sign that says 15 items or less in the express checkout. So these are all kind of in the same alignment where we are making agreements, not only with ourselves, but with the people around us. And I think um, this is where the two thoughts kind of meet together with the courage and choosing the best path for ourselves. Absolutely. And I love that you brought that together because there's, there was another quote from this book that did talk about these, the book of laws and, and how we, we follow those. Um, and again, it's, it's because we want to do, you know, we want to do the right thing. Sometimes we may be needing to challenge those and sometimes we don't. 
right? It depends on if they are limiting us, if they are fear-based or if they really are supportive. And I'm curious, you know, for you, I want you to talk a little bit more about, you said that um, the, you know, the courage to follow the, the path that may not be right in front of us and, and then how that does connect to choosing the, the right thing. And I do put quotes around right because for me, I think there's some subjectivity to that, um, mm-hmm. right? What's right for you may not be right for me and vice, you know, vice versa. So mm-hmm. when, we, when that comes down to making the right choice um, and the courage to do that, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and what that means and, and where that comes from for you? Well, um, you know, for me, a lot of it does come up from, from when I was growing up that, you know, there, there were challenges growing up in a large family and the fact that, that both of my parents worked all the time. And um, it did kind of create a lot of fear-based um I would say imaginary boundaries for me. It was like there, you know, there was a very small space that I could work in and everything beyond that was not for me. And, um, you know, so as, as I grew up, I felt very kind of isolated and almost suffocated to the point to where I really need to stretch those boundaries. But there was a lot of fear for me trying to push against those boundaries because it was, you know, it's comfortable. You know, this is what we know. It's like what's on the other side is completely unknown. So this is where, you know, your courage has to come into play. You have to, again, you know, give yourself permission, you know, listen to what's inside of you, what's in your heart and what you really want and how you want to move forward. Um, And then, you know, look at those boundaries and see if they still are what you need in your life, or if they're just something again that is imaginary that you have just kept there because it is comfortable. You know, we talk about um, in the book. You know, we have the two main characters. We have Simon and Cat, and you know, there's a big dichotomy between the two of them in that Cat is very afraid. She's very locked in her boundaries of, you know, being mistreated and not trusting anyone. And then on the other side, we have Simon who pretty much feels like there's not too many boundaries in life for him. It's like, you know, in his life where there's a will, there's a way, and he's going to find that way. Um, Which, you know, brings us to this book and how we, we look at the two sides, but that's just two sides of, of who we are. We are both people. You know, we are Cat. We are Simon. We do have fears and we do have this want to obliterate these boundaries. And um, again, this is where we find courage in choosing the right path or, you know, the best way forward. And I I love that. And I, I love that the characters represent those those two sides, right? I love that. My question for you is where in your own life, because I'm always curious, you know, where this shows up for each of us. Um, if you're willing to share, you know, where in your own life did you start to find that courage to, to maybe push against those boundaries a bit or, or step your, you know, foot outside of them and, and see what it was like, you know, if you have an example or, or maybe even how you came to have the courage to do that? Well, you know, 
actually it's been different levels of courage throughout my life um you know when i first went out on my own i was you know as, as we had um talked earlier in the pre-show it's like you know i am from the midwest and um so i was kind of raised more you know as as being, you know, a lady that, you know, you were more seen and not heard and you were very respectful and very um, um, deferred to to most men in the room. And I was that way. But then, you know, that that didn't get me where I needed to go. So I began to push back in, in that way. And that wasn't always good, but I did learn a lot of things. Um, and then in um, my 30s, I um, became very sick and was not able to work and it really kind of changed my life and turned it completely upside down and so then all of a sudden it was like it was about getting well it was about doing whatever is was required for me to be able to continue on and not be just locked up in a room in a bed in a wheelchair and not being able to continue on um and then more recently I have been writing, as we talked at the beginning of the show, since I was, you know, five or six years old, I've been writing and telling stories this whole time. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I never thought they were good enough. I never thought that I had the capability of, you know, getting them published. They were just something for me. And it was about two years ago that I um, met a person um, through social media, which, you know, um, sometimes is, is really a good thing. Um, Carrie Oberbrunner, and he introduced me to a way to write my book and get it out there and, you know, was able to support me and give me the, the trust and the platform that I needed to give myself permission to go ahead and write this book and write this series and get it out there and get it published. So, it, it it's kind of been an ongoing thing. You have to, you know, look at all the different aspects of your life. It's, you know, you can't push out in every direction all at once, but, you know, take it one little step at a time, you know, push with this, push with, you know, your personality, push with your job, push, push with your dreams, push with, you know, the, the things that you want to accomplish. I, I think that's fantastic. And what I'm what I'm seeing is this the giving ourselves permission to again have the courage to challenge some of these boundaries or beliefs that we've been carrying with us since we were young. We've all we all have them. And for you that and, and I think for all of us that's gonna happen in in pieces at a time. To your point, we aren't gonna confront all of them at once. And uh, often, you know, that, that isn't how it works and it probably would be pretty destructive if, it, if we tried. And, and so I heard that, you know, you would you, you'd go in this way, in this direction for a little while, maybe you, you know, went in this direction for a while. At some point it was your health and, and needing to be focused on that and getting well. And it's interesting because I even perhaps picked one and I, I'd be curious if I was, if this is true or not, that at times, even when we are pushing those boundaries or testing that, you know, those waters that are outside of what we perceive to be those, um, those boundaries, that there, there is a bit of a rebellion or a bit of a, you know, we go maybe a little too far in the opposite direction, right? We might push too far. 
And again, that also gives us information and teaches us something, right? And I think I'm wondering if there is some connection uh, with that as well as making that choice or the, the, the best choice for you moving forward. So we get information and then we're able to make a new choice, right? Um, if we went a little too far in one direction or another that didn't feel healthy. Because here's the question that's coming up for me right now. This part of the, the information that I received about, uh, you know, about our conversation here today is this making the, the, the right choice or doing the right thing. And what does that mean to you as we've been talking about it? You know, how does, what are these choices and making these, you know, choosing the best way forward? Uh, what does that mean to you or mean for you? Well, um, kind of battling back just a little bit to what you were saying, it's like, yes, you're going to um, push a little too hard and it's going to have some negative effect, but sometimes it has some very positive effects because I will tell you the one thing that I have learned is that per perfection teaches you nothing. So if you do everything perfectly, you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn anything. And secondly, um, you know, you can't grow without learning things. And so if you're not receiving any pushback or any resistance when you're trying to step out of your comfort zone, then maybe you're just not stepping far enough. But to get on to, you know, what, what doing the right thing means to me is like, I'm going to kind of draw you a little bit to the book. It, it's a tough thing for everyone. And it's not really a a clear choice um, like we have in the book. But again, the book is a children's story. So we're trying to um, present these ideas a little more simply. But mostly, you know, I find that if you follow your heart, if you think with your heart forward and open, that you'll know what to do. You'll, you'll know what's right. And, and if you take into consideration those people around you or within your sphere that your choices are going to impact and how it's going to impact you, then that's going to guide you well also. So, you know, in the book we have, you know, Kat, you know, she's scared, she's afraid, and she continues to run away from every single problem. She thinks that, you know, that she's, she's the reason for all of her problems and that she has to solve them all on her own or nobody's going to care about her or love her. But then Simon and her other friends that she meets at superhero school are trying to tell her, it's like, you know, we're your friends. We're here for you. We want to support you. We want to help you. We want to help share your burdens and your problems and help you figure them out. And even though she's very determined to kind of take control of her life, she discovers through the book that that asking for help really sometimes is her best way forward to find her courage because it is something outside of her boundaries, outside of her limited um, experience. And so talking to and sharing with her friends a lot of times gives her the best choices and the best paths forward to kind of choose the right thing. And I, so what's coming up, and that's such a great example, and, uh, and and what you said earlier, I mean, it's it's what I'm hearing you say is, it's the difference between choosing something based on fear or based on love. So when we live with our heart open and we are making choices from our heart, 
that to me indicates that's from a loving place, love for ourselves, love for others. And I think so many of our belief systems, of our boundaries, of, you know, the, the rules that we believe we are here to live by start typically from a place of fear, right? I, I better do the right thing or else, right? If I don't do the right thing, I'll get in trouble. I'll be punished. Uh, people won't like me. People won't love me. And so we, we grow up putting ourselves in this, this container that's awfully small to start with, typically out of fear. And so I love that to choose the best way forward or to make the, again, quote unquote, right choice, because again, it is right for each of us um, when it is done from a place of love and from a place of our heart centeredness so that we can move forward. And, and to your point, that might mean asking for help and trusting others as Kat would do in the book. Maybe it, it is to expand our boundaries by leaning into other people, trusting other people, trusting ourselves more. And I, I want to ask about, and if you have anything to you know, comment on, please do. But my next question is, has to do with about our superhero that lives within us. Because I think, I know all of this is connected, right? All of this is connected in terms of loving coming from a love um, a place of love and making choices and having the courage to do that um, and I'm wondering if that's not part of where our superhero comes from so I want to know more about the superhero well you know here's the thing you know all all of these things you know courage um, inspiration love hearts open doing the right thing all of these things lead us to what we classify as a superhero, you know, and I believe that superheroes are made, they're not born, you know, and what makes, you know, the difference between being a superhero or not is their willingness to do the right thing, to sacrifice everything for those around them, you know, it, you know, in the book, you know, we talk about Simon and he makes that distinction between bravery and courage, which there is some confusion about that. And there is a difference. You know, bravery is about facing the things that scare you or that, you know, that you are afraid to do. But courage is putting other people's needs first. You know, and in the book, Simon talks about whether, you know, he knows he's a brave mouse. He knows he's brave enough but he's often not sure if he really has the courage to always do the right thing every time and become that superhero and almost kind of give up his life to do what's right. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody needs to give up their life, but I find that in serving other people, in offering what you have, and looking at how you can help in, in your family, in your community, in your friends zone or whatever you want to work on, those are the things that fulfill you. Those are the things that make your dreams possible. So this is where we talk about courage. It is about facing your fears. And that comes into play a lot of times because we consciously think and tell ourselves all the things that we have heard negatively about ourselves through our whole entire life. Some reason 
the negative thoughts stick in your brain a lot more than the positive ones. So when we're looking in the mirror, it's, you know, as women, I'm sorry, we do tend to do this a little harder on ourselves. You know, we're, we're looking at, oh, you know, my eyebrows aren't exactly straight or, you know, I wish I had clearer skin or, or you know, bigger lips or, you know, different color eye, different color hair, whatever. And it's like, we tend to focus on what we don't have rather than, you know, what we do have and, and the wonderful things about ourselves. And I think that is kind of the inspired mind shift towards, you know, doing the right thing and finding your courage. Well, I, so what a beautiful and, and subtle distinction between bravery and courage. And I, I love how you exemplified that through um, the character of Simon a bit and, and pointed us to that. And then as you were sharing there at the end, I had this image as I was, you know, as my mind was sitting with that distinction that I hadn't really heard before, you know, how do we distinguish bravery from courage? And then, you know, you gave the example and then I see the woman staring in the mirror and she's saying these negative things about herself. She's hearing these negative things. I, I've been there. I've done that, right. I'm not <laughs> exempting myself from this. And, and there could be a bravery of, oh, I'm just going to throw some makeup on and I'm going to go out and face the world. Right. And we could see that as being brave. So despite how I feel about myself. Let me put on the red lipstick. Let me throw my hair into a bun and I'm going to go conquer the world. There's a bravery about that. And do we have the courage to face those beliefs and undo them and actually find the truth that is inside? And so I, there to me, there's a distinction between being brave and then being courageous to really understand who we truly are. Yes. And, and it, you know, it is sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, yes, I'm not having my best day. And it's like, you know, I don't feel like wearing makeup today and it's okay. You are beautiful the way you are, you know, the light that comes out of you that is genuine is so beautiful that it doesn't matter. You know, all the rest of it is just almost like a shield that we're trying to hide behind. And I think I have found that the more open and genuine I am, the more I receive in love and courage and encouragement. I love that. I love that. And I love the, the permission. And again, are, do we have the courage in that moment equally to say, you know, this is who I am. I, I'm, you know, flaws and all. This is how I'm feeling. This is who I am. And let me go out and face the world that way as well, right? That does take courage, um, which may not look like bravery per se, because actually to your point, so much of what we are doing in our lives is, is standing behind a shield. And I see that to me when I think of, when I think of someone who's brave, someone that I see as the soldier or the, the armored individual, right, who's going out into the battlefield. Um, and I think we spend so much of our lives behind those shields. And the courage is to lay those down and to, to acknowledge how we feel and who we are. And again, maybe we're having a, a day that we don't feel great, but we don't need the shield to protect mm -hmm. ourselves, right? 
Right. And I think, mm-hmm. Right. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we need to change our mind's view of what bravery and courage are. You know, to me, it's like there is no one more courageous than a mother trying to do what's best for her children. You know, it's like, if we think about it, it's like, I think mothers are kind of the most courageous people in the world. You know, they sacrifice, you know, pretty much everything. They sacrifice their time and their, their body and um, everything that they do to provide for their children. The, you know, the long hours, the lack of sleep, the, you know, continual laundry, the, um, you know, having to go to the grocery store at two o'clock in the morning because you can find no other time to go. Those things to me are the height of courage. They are, you know, where they are definitely giving up their lives or a good portion of their lives to, you know, to raise their children, to, to provide a life for them. And just think of all of the rewards that they get back for that. And it's like, if we could kind of take that as the example and maybe work it into our lives, it's like, you know, what can I do that, you know, makes my world better? Because I think the rewards that you get back from that are immeasurable beautiful example and and such a powerful invitation to all of us to look at courage differently and to have perhaps a different model or example of it in our minds and then yeah where am I how can I show up in that same way whether or not I'm a mother or a parent or or not and this idea behind and I've heard you now say it a few times you know this um the the giving of oneself and and yet what I, and, you know, I also heard this, that when doing that, we receive, I mean, immeasurable gifts in return. And, and it's not, that's not why we're doing it. And that's not why a mother is a mother. Um, and yet that is part of it. When we give of ourselves from that, I believe from that heart-centered loving place, you know, everything that you earlier said, all those things make us the superhero. That's the superhero within us, right? The, the, the part of us that's coming from love and courage and um, of service. When we're coming from that place, we do receive in return. Yes, beautiful it, all comes, mm-hmm. it all comes from love. And here I'm going to give you another image that most people don't think about. There is a reason that superhero capes are red. And they remind you of the shape of a heart. So we can all be wearing our, our superhero capes, even if it's on the inside, right? Mentally, we can, we can see that. Right. It is, you know, it is about, you know, think about how you draw a heart. You know, it, it is two pieces that come together at a point. And I, and I like to believe that, that that point is pointing you towards what, you need in your life, what you love in your life, what inspires you, what you dream about. It's pointing you towards the life you want to live. And, you know, often I think we feel almost as if our lives are planned out, as if we're, we're trapped or we're stuck in a rut and this is the only way forward. And, you know, I think sometimes this is where, you know, um, 
courage has to come in is we have to say to ourselves, is this really what I want? Is this really my way forward? I think that's a very, very important question for us all to be asking ourselves. I wanted to ask, you know, um, as we start to bring this conversation of courage and, and choice and all those, you know, to completion, is there another message or um, idea that you have shared in with the courage of a mouse that you want to share with us today that we haven't yet covered or that we haven't yet talked about? Well, um, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, my top tips for for making um, good choices, I would say, you know, I would say that, you know, in all cases, you should try and follow your heart, you know, your sense of fairness and kindness are really good guides. you know, that you should consider others, you know, remember that your choices affect other people. And that will generally keep you away from what you would consider or most people consider selfish choices. Um, and then try to respond, don't react, you know, when you have to make those choices, you know, give yourself time and space to think about, you know, what is the best way forward. And then to be a person of your word, and I think this is like a really very important point is that when you're choosing what's right, it's fine, but if you don't back it up with your your word and with the actions and commitments, then it's it's kind of a fantasy. It's 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 like saying, oh, I'm you know, you know, I'm going to lose weight, but you never make any attempt to do it. It 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 really being a person of your word is is important, especially when you're trying to change things. You know, and I'll give you an example, you know, in the book, you know, Kat starts out not, you know, not wanting anybody to know that she's afraid or, you know, all the things that's happened in her life. And so she's kind of not always telling the truth and she doesn't really follow through with what she says she's going to do. And she tends to run away, you know, when things get tough, she's just kind of like, ah, okay, I'm out of here. And, but later she, she realizes that she can't really continue to do that and it's more of an overreaction or um, an instinctual reaction that she has. And that if she's going to take control of her own destiny and be like Simon, which she says, you know, he's honorable, you know, that he's a respected, trustworthy member of, you know, the superhero school and the Sweet Meadows, you know, that, that she needs to really take responsibility for her actions or her inactions and so that the only way that she can resolve her her problems is to do that is to be a person of her word and to take everybody else's um ideas and thoughts into consideration with her own and in that way towards the end of the book we do find that she does eventually find her own place at superhero school and in Sweet Meadows. So I just, you know, I think that for everyone, it's it's a matter of finding what you love and that one thing that you want to change and just move the needle forward one step at a time. I, I love the example of how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Same thing with climbing mountains. It's one step at a time. And I think 
with courage um, and with doing the right thing, it's the same thing. You can't look at the whole picture because it, it will scare you. It will be hard to fathom how to do that. But if you take one step at a time, pretty soon you're running and you don't even notice you're doing it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm inspired. And I, I know that there's such, um, there's just so much insight and wisdom in what you've shared. And, and for anyone listening who is either a parent or a teacher, or you have, you know, a kid in your life who could, could benefit from learning these lessons and having some of this insight bestowed upon them early on, please, please go check out Donna's book with the courage of a mouse. And of course, we'll have links in the show notes where you can do that. Go check it out. Um, grab yourself a copy. I know this is the first of the series, so there are more yet to come. And again, I don't think we could, we can't be sharing this sort of information too soon or too often with, uh, with the people in our world. So I'm inspired that there are authors like Donna and, and people like Donna who are sharing words of inspiration and encouragement um, with children at a young age so that we can have more and more empowered and courageous adults walking this planet um, in the near future. So thank you so much for sharing about that. And before we are completely done here, I do have a few more questions for you that I like to ask each of my guests at the end so that we get to know a little bit more about what inspires you. And the first question that I ask each guest is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? My biggest inspiration is from my mother. My mother struggled so many years. She worked with the least amount of resources and magically transformed things that I can't even figure out how she did it. Um, she met every challenge with, you know, a lot of courage and a lot of can-do attitude and always looked, you know, forward for the next challenge and the next thing that she could do to improve her life. So she certainly has inspired me. What a beautiful example. And um, it's not surprising now to me where your own passion and respect for mothers come from, right? So that this has obviously been modeled to you in your own life and and what a gift what, to you and then of course to every one of us who gets to now receive that because it's being carried through um, through you and your expression my second question is what place or activity most inspires you right now well right now my um my biggest inspiration is you know in reading books i i do read voraciously um, right now I am trying to kind of load up on some books that I have put aside to kind of see what's in the genre, but also outside the genre and what is, is available right now. Um, while I am gearing up to, um, complete the, the second book of the series, um, with the, um, curiosity of a cat, which will be book two in the series. So, um, reading, I love to read. Well, I, I love that so much. And, and of course, that sets me up beautifully for my third question, because my third question is, um, what book has been most inspiring to you or, or one of, you know, the inspiring books that you have read in your life? Which one stands out to you? 
it, this is a tough question, but I'm going to go back to my normal first choice. When I was in fifth grade, I found a book in the library and um, it was one of the few books in the library that I had not read. As I said, I read a lot. And it was called The Man in the Box. And it was written by a, a man who returned from the Vietnam War and had been a prisoner of war. And it was his re retelling of what happened to him while he was a prisoner. And I can't tell you why exactly. Um, it wasn't especially written well. It wasn't especially a great story, but it was something about the heart and the truth and the honesty of the story that just struck a chord with me. And I try to read that book every year. Wow. I, first of all, the fact that you went back that, you know, far in your history, I don't know yet if I've had anyone respond with a, um, something that has been around, you know, with them, they've kind of carried with them for so many years, um, you know, going all the way back to grade school or, or whatnot and uh, adolescence. And I think that's powerful. Um, again, not surprising that you are drawn to writing young adult or, or children's books, given that that probably was such an important inspirational time for you as well. Um, so thank you for that. And, and I may have just not caught it, but in case it was not caught by our listeners as well, what was the name of the book again? Um, the Man in the Box. Perfect. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we all heard that. So, um, because I'm even thinking, wow, and the way you described why it was inspiring to you uh, is inspiring to me. So that was very, that was really awesome. So thank you. So that concludes our, our conversation around courage and, and, and making the right choice for ourselves um, and what that means and, and how we can, you know, be courageous uh, and, and, push against some of those beliefs or challenge some of those beliefs and doing the thing that comes from a place of love, that comes from a place of service, that looks to put others first and also knowing that in when doing that, we receive something in return. And then of course, knowing these other um, parts of your own life that have inspired you that can serve as inspiration for us. And I always enjoy these conversations and trust that those of you listening, you received what you needed to receive. You heard something in this. Um, again, if you're inspired, please go and grab a copy of this book, either for your own kid or for someone else's that you know. Um, go find Donna online. I will make sure to put her website and her social media handles there where you can connect with her. Um, but you can go to her website, which is her full name, Donna Sager. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Her full name, Donna Sager Cowan .com. Um, And Donna, thank you so much for being here and sharing yourself or a piece of yourself with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I've had a wonderful time and I hope that I was able to maybe inspire a few of your listeners. I trust that you did. I actually, I can, I know that you did. So thank you again. And for those listening, please remember if you haven't already, feel free to subscribe to this show so that you are alerted of every new episode that I have. Um, continuing to have phenomenal guests and rate, review, share it, help us reach more and more people and help other people find this show so that we can be a ripple of inspiration in the world. And until next time, many blessings.